when is everybody gonna realize that no one on either side of the political aisle is on your side? And when I say everybody, I mean everybody. Like, how is there still anyone out there that doesn't understand that these guys don't give a shit about you? That's why we have a two-party system that's structured in such a way that you can't really have a free-thinking, intelligent person who can be completely in line with the beliefs of either side. So what you end up with is people who are affiliating themselves with one side or the other consistently can only possibly be able to do so because they have shut off their critical thinking mechanisms in their brain, right? Their intellectual computer that is responsible for accessing the back parts of the brain and getting all the information and the processing criteria and then moving it to the front of the brain and actually doing the work. Those two parts aren't connecting. They're not communicating with each other. So you end up with a bunch of sheep on the far ends of both sides of the spectrum and then a bunch of people in the middle who just don't want to bother anymore. I'm tired of being associated with one side or the other when I have views that are just diametrically opposed from both sides. And then the two-party system, that's how it should be. Look, if your views line up 100% with either party in our political system, especially in our current political climate today, man, you got problems. You need to rethink your political philosophies. Or maybe just think. I mean, think of it like reading your astrological horoscope. I mean, have you ever looked at these things? It's ridiculous. I mean, the, the descriptions they give and the characteristics they give are all so generalized, they could apply to anybody. And that's basically how our two-party political system works. Like enough relevant issues to take a stance on, and you plant your feet, and you only give 330 million people two options, and then you just sit back and watch the mess. I mean, I genuinely have a hard time coping with the confusion sometimes, and I just sit there and scratch my head, like, how in the hell can both sides be so hypocritical? And not just the politicians, but we're talking voters here. People that are completely okay with Barack Obama's effigy being hung and burned and everything else, but then they throw a fit when the president that they like is depicted in the same way. I mean, you need to go vigorously fuck yourself if you're capable of thinking this way. It's so draining to exist in this culture and listen to two people from opposite sides of the aisle argue in an elevator. And hear this, this type of hypocrisy. And I can't help but wonder, to what depth could you possibly lack that much self-awareness that you don't realize how ignorant and uninformed you sound? Arguing like the talking heads on TV, obviously regurgitating the information you heard over breakfast, over your selected flavor of of news indoctrination and programming. I actually had someone tell me the other day that abortion wasn't an issue for Republicans. It just wasn't an issue. Now, personally, I, I don't really have much of a stance on abortion. It's just not something that, that's a part of my life, and I've got things that are that are, that are sort of on, on my political front burner. But, but it certainly is an issue for Republicans, and it very much is an issue for Democrats, and it's an issue for a lot of people. It really matters to people. But she hadn't seen it talked about much on Fox News recently. So she said, no one's talking about it. And when I asked her who, she told me it was the, the Fox News guys. They, they haven't even mentioned it. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more concerned about the guys who are making the laws than the guys who are talking about the guys making the laws. But this is how the political media machine works. It works to, to manipulate a two-party system, and it does it easily. 
propaganda is easy with two parties. And if you don't realize that propaganda is used every day in every media outlet there is to divide us in every way that they can, then you're part of the problem. And obviously it's not easy to get over the differences that we all have, but just imagine how awesome it could be if we could. I mean, it couldn't get any worse, right? We actually live in a world at this point where Donald Trump is our president. And my six-year-old can listen to him speak on TV and understand that he's got some kind of problem. But my kids consider it, so he doesn't want to say anything mean. I think he thinks that Trump is actually, like, mentally handicapped. And after I realized that there was no rational way that I could explain to my kids why we dropped out of the Paris Climate Accord, I just let them believe that was the case. It was just easier for everybody. I mean, I genuinely can't think of any other way to justify that decision. So it stuck. So anyway, look, the racism thing has to stop. We've been divided to a point that we, we haven't in a really long time. In my life, it's never been like this. I've never heard so many overtly racist things thrown around from every side. At a point, we've, we've got to get a grip on this and realize that this is just nonsense. Right, like there, there, there's no inherent betterness in the relationship of any two races. We just need to get past it. We've got to stop saying racist shit, and we've got to stop blaming other people who never hurt us for doing stuff their ancestors did. We need to stop looking at each other as the problem and realize that the system that's been built around us is the problem. It's a system built on materialistic pursuits. How much can you consume, and how much can you produce? There's really not any thought given to who we are or what we are or what our purpose here is or what our purpose could be as it pertains to helping each other and making life better for each other, making life better for the future generations of our planet. It's a totally broken societal model. And I think it's interesting that guys like Neil deGrasse Tyson and Richard Dawkins and a lot of the, the prominent scientists of our day are pretty outspoken about the fact that we don't have any scientists or philosophers no dreamers or big thinkers really in, in Congress or in the legislature anywhere. In fact, you really just find that philosophers and scientists are generally pretty absent from the political process. And we definitely need more of that. It's something that Aristotle and Plato and all those guys from two or 300 BC were talking about, was having a society run by philosophers and scientists and thinkers and having an electorate full of at least thinkers. I don't think that everybody needs to have a PhD to vote, but you should be able to generate some level of objective awareness or knowledge about the candidates that you're about to vote on. I don't think that's too much to ask. And we never would have ended up with Donald Trump. But to be fair, we never would have ended up with Hillary Clinton either. We need thinkers, not lawyers, not business people. And what's interesting, not to get off on a rant, but this is exactly the type of society that guys like Graham Hancock and John Anthony West and Robert Schock and all the other guys from that alternative archaeology camp are talking about existing before the end of the last ice age. And I think that they probably did. I think they're probably right. You had a, a highly advanced society that wasn't advanced in the ways that we might think today. They didn't have iPhones and they didn't need iPhones. But they understood the stars and they understood a lot of things about physics and about the universe and the manipulation of matter and energy that we probably won't know for quite some time. But more than anything, we have every reason to believe from the Greeks and the Egyptians that these were societies that were full of happy people, 
people who were doing things that they loved, artisans and craftsmen. It was a whole different type of situation than what we do today, trapped at our fast food job or behind a cash register or in a cubicle. And I think the whole point of of someone like Graham Hancock's life work, as far as I understand it from following it for the better part of a decade, is that by looking back at this, this ancient lost civilization, we can find a whole different societal model around which we could build our lives, where everyone's happier. It's not built on materialism. It's built on a sense of connectedness with each other. We're not trying to find fault in each other every chance we can. Trying to find ways to forgive each other and understand each other. And that's wrong with this system. We're way too interested in clinging to the things that we're familiar with, the things that we've been taught, and the ideas that we've been conditioned to believe. And we're not as concerned about questioning what we're told or undermining our upbringing or turning off the fucking TV and thinking for ourselves for a second. Because we're way too busy heading out to the next protest that's led by some angry person who may or may not have something to really be angry about. There's a lot of bad shit going on right now. And I don't know what'll fix all of it, or if anything will, but I know what wouldn't be a bad start. And it would be to take some of this hostility that we have towards each other and turn that to love and direct that hostility toward the system itself. There's no reason there should be a private company printing money for the U.S. government and calling themselves the Federal Reserve Bank to fool the U.S. citizens into believing that they're actually a part of the government or that they're even regulated by any part of the government, because they're not. This is a broken system. President Obama turned out to be a pretty good president, but, I mean, let's be honest, at the end of the day, he still had 300 and some odd million dollars worth of campaign money coming in from different people who needed favors by the time he got elected. God only knows what kind of favors Trump owes Putin at this point. But the point is, the system is going to continue to be broken. And as long as our president gets into office $300 million in debt to somebody else, it's not the agenda of the common person that's going to be at the front of their mind. We need to be honest about this, like once and for all. Okay, so whether or not you believe in climate change, I assume we can all agree that we would rather breathe clean beach air than suck on the exhaust pipe of a Ford Explorer, right? I mean, I'll even give conservatives that much credit that I assume that's the case. We can share that much common ground at least. I would assume that that no one really feels like it's a good idea to go around cutting down 25 million acres of tropical rainforest a, a week or whatever it is down in the Amazon, killing off tens of thousands of animal and plant species every year, right? So... At what point do we realize that this is a divisive tactic that's being used to keep us fighting amongst each other, right? I mean, is, is global warming real or not? Is climate change real or not? Have humans caused it or not? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Everybody agrees at this point that we're doing a bunch of messed up stuff to the planet. And it's not good for anybody, We're dumping oil into all the oceans and leaking oil into the oceans and and fracking the ground, causing earthquakes in places there shouldn't be earthquakes. This isn't good for anybody, right? It doesn't matter if solar flares are heating all the planets and it's just a, a big hoax. Do the research on your own, but it doesn't matter. We know what is happening that we can see in in the forests and in the oceans and in the skies. And if we can't agree that that needs to be changed, then what are we worried about anything else for? We've got such bigger problems on the planet that need to be addressed, having to do with the system in place itself. 
that the only chance we have of making anything any better or ensuring a future for ourselves and our progeny is to stand up as a society and say that we've had enough. We have to stop letting them divide us and give us reasons to hate each other. And we have to stop being divided and finding reasons to hate each other and falling for their bullshit every time. So let's educate ourselves and let's watch every news channel we can as much as we can stomach it. And let's get opinions from different people and try to do some soul searching ourselves and see if we really have our priorities in order. And if we really have our eyes open to the situation that we're in. And if we can do that, then we just might have a shot.